the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening. Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, Lot seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed down his, himself. He's just being nice, culturally nice. Also, he's concerned, because it's a little evening time now. See the smart city he lives in? In the daytime, the lights are on. At nighttime, the vampires come out. See, this is called hypocrisy. You can play church in the daytime, but at the night, you're famous. Hi there, welcome to today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan, the ministry of Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Our time today will take us back to Genesis chapter 19, verses 1 through 17. We'll also visit several other passages in Scripture as we understand that while Lot may make some wrong choices and wrath is coming from God, there is mercy for sinners. And that is the takeaway. Join us for today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Here's Pastor Jessica Stand. James 1.14 lays it out. But every man is tempted when he is what? Drawn away of his own lust. Is that lot? And enticed. He had a false vision in front of him. He had a false vision in front of him. It was a false vision. Lot was caught up in what we call today smart cities. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Happy you don't because you're reading the wrong data. They're very convenient. They will have everything you need, but you'll be a slave. They're very convenient. They will have everything you need, but you'll be a slave. They're very convenient. They will have everything that you need, but you'll be a slave because you will have been mentally already preconditioned to submit to the parameters of limitation that they're forcing you into. They they will be very convenient. You won't need anything and you'll be happy because you ain't going to own nothing no way. But you're going to be happy about that because the government's going to promise you everything. It's already happening. This is your pseudo Garden of Eden external image of everything provided for you. But behind it is a policy that is diabolical and perverse. And the citizens are trapped by dark, demonic ideologies. Do you see it? This is where you and I are going. And for many people, they're already there. And the Lord will bring that to pass fairly soon for you and me so that, you know, I'm not just running out on some kind of wild conspiracy theory limb. It's right around the corner. This is why we're dealing with all kind of mess going on in our world today at all these levels It's to keep you distracted from seeing what God is doing. And that's where we are right now. Poor lot, poor lot. I wish I had time. I got to move on. But we'll 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 deal it. We'll drive down into this more fully next week because what, what I wanted you to capture today around the nature of a believer who is predispositioned to carnality 
is seeing some of the fruits of it. In spite of what we're about to look at, you and I want to go away with two things here. How rotten we can be. How rotten we can be. Even in spite of the infinite mercy of God. That's what I want you to take away. You can go home now. Point number two. Wrath is coming down because sin is deceitful. We're drawn away by Hebrews chapter 313. Let me show you why I say that about Lot, because Hebrews 313 tells you and me that we need to be careful. Exhort one another while it is day. You guys see that? Exhort one another while it is day. That's called a remedy, by the way. That's called a remedy. That's what you do when you love your brother and you love your sister. You don't keep silent when you see them drifting down the shore out into the oceans of confusion. You exhort them. You exhort one another. You encourage them to look to Christ, draw near to Jesus, lay hold of eternal life. You exhort, you exhort until they say, I don't want to hear it no more. And then you pray. Am I making some sense? Because Christians don't like to be exhorted today either. Listen carefully, but exhort one another today while it is called today, lest any of you be what? Hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So listen carefully. When you are immersed in that foolishness out there that comes in every form of the ubiquitous media, social media outlet, it hardens your heart. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 24. He says, because of the because of the deceitfulness of sin, because iniquity will abound, the love of many will wax cold. So like When iniquity is taking place in our world, the heart gets hard. Can I tell you why? Because sin is pleasurable. That's your next point. Do you see it? Sin's pleasurable. All right. If the lights are on with my people, I can keep it real with you. One of the most difficult aspects of the sinful principle for you and me is that it's pleasurable. That's why we fall for it every time. We fall for it every time because it comes with a package of pleasure. It feels good. Am I making some sense? Sin is pleasurable. And this is what God is saying. That what sin has a tendency to do, and I told you guys this on on Friday, just like the truth has the capacity to transform you, The lie does too. So some of us are being transformed by lies into sons of the devil. And others of us are being transformed by the truth into the image of Christ. Does that make some sense? And this is what God says in 2 Thessalonians 2.11. You've heard it before, but hear it again. For this cause shall God send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. So what you and I are dealing with in the present societal melee and and the conflict that we're having as we're trying to be truth conveyors to people is we're struggling with trying to get information to people, but they got all kind of arguments against what we have to say. They have built a refuge of lies afforded to them by the world system to not hear us. Am I making some sense? And, And it's a real battle. And see, unless you're really called to that prophetic pressing through, you'll want to give up and quit. You'll want to give up and quit. Abraham didn't quit. Behind the deliverance of this knucklehead child of God is a man that prayed him out. Is that true? 
I'll pick that up and make that clear tomorrow. Even when God delivers us, he delivers us not because of us, but because of others who believes that God is a merciful God. And so our, our brother Lot is operating on a strong delusion. He's, he's believing a lie. Verse 12. And here's the reason why he sowed to the flesh, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had what? Had what? In unrighteousness. Yeah, this is really interesting. All right, so let me get through this point so I can easily talk about the third point, which is a miracle to me. The third point is a miracle to me. But that's how God is. Every day I'm becoming more convinced that God is something else. I am being more convinced that God is something else. Something else. The wrath is coming and sin is pleasurable and and, and you and I are dealing with the the definitive struggle of what our identity should be when it comes to who we are and who God is. And, And because we always seem to fall prey like our mother Eve did and fall prey like Lot is doing and fall prey like Samson did. did Samson did, didn't he? He fell prey, he fell asleep, he woke up somebody else, didn't he? We, we just seem to fall prey. What we have to understand is the pull and power of pleasure. Particularly when you've been seeded by all kinds of secular propaganda that your job is to live for the weekend. Remember that? Living for the weekend. Remember that? Well, that's what people do. That's what people do. That's what people do. They they work all week in the superficial, honorable things of a regular daily job in order to kick it on the weekend with the devil. And then if they ain't too drunk, they'll come to church. Such a model of life will make you powerless when it comes to other people being saved. Such a model of life will make you powerless. You will save no one. You will see no one saved. Right. Pastor, we can't save anybody anyway, but God uses his people to save people. I can show you that in the Bible. He that turns a sinner from his way have saved his soul from death. I have become all things to all men that if by any means I might save some. Am I making some sense now? Right. So like. If we all start walking around talking like God won't use us to save people, we better shut the church down. We better leave the city because God's judgment has no reason to linger anymore since nobody believes that God will use them to change somebody's life or turn a sinner from their way. You better leave the city now because I can tell you it's under judgment. The only reason God is holding back is because there's enough believers in this crazy place willing to tell the truth as it is in Jesus. You better leave this town. See, this is what the angels are coming to tell Lot, isn't it? See, okay, let's get on to our point. Lot's thinking everything's cool and the angels are coming. Right? Lot's thinking, is he deceived? Right. And the angels are coming. I love this. Point number three. I'm going to show you four things. I'm done. Four things. We have point number one, wrong choices making, wrong choice making by Lot. Point number two, wrath is coming from God. Point number three, I like this. Wonderful mercy for sinners. We shouldn't be rushing there, but we have to. 
We shouldn't be rushing there, but we have to. Let me just touch on these three points. When God comes to us, he comes to us to confirm the condition of our situation. When God comes to us, he comes to us to confirm the condition of our situation. So Lot's in the gate. Look at verse one. I'm just going to touch it and keep moving. Lot's in the gate and Lot is doing what blind Christians who are committed to worldly systems do. He's just operating out of rote daily work. He ain't thinking that the Lord's going to come visit him. Lot hasn't been hearing from the Lord for years. Do you hear me? Now, 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 Uncle Abraham, him and God talks all the time. I told you this is a parenthetical. We're in the chapter 19, chapter 18. God's got fellowship with the triune God. I mean, Abraham's got fellowship with the triune God. The triune God is telling Abraham what he's about to do next year and giving Sarah a child. And he's doing it intimately. They're having, they're breaking bread. They're fellowshipping. And God said plainly, shall I not tell Abraham what I'm up to since I know Abraham is going to do exactly what I tell him about raising his kids right? Of course I'm going to tell Abraham. Plus, I'm getting ready to destroy that city where his nephew is. God is good. Is God good or what? And so Abraham is wrestling with God because God's doing two things. He's promising life and promising death. Sarah getting ready to have Isaac. And see, this is the parenthetical because once Isaac is born, we're done with Lot. You ain't going to ever hear from Lot again on this side. Are y'all hearing me? This is called a parenthetical. This is not about Lot. This is about Abraham. Lot's just a little blip on the scale to tell you and me you can be saved. But if you sow to the flesh, you're going to lose everything. So what we're looking at is verse one. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening. Lot sat in the gate of Sodom and Lot, Lot seeing them rose up to meet them. And he bowed down his, himself with his face toward the ground. He did not know they were angels. I'll pick that up next week because I'm going to unpack it. He's just being nice, culturally nice. Also, he's concerned because there's a little evening time now. See the smart city he lives in? In the daytime, the lights are on. At nighttime, the vampires come out. See, this is called hypocrisy. You can play church in the daytime, but at the night, your fangs come out. So here come these two brothers and lots going, man, I better hurry up and apprehend these brothers and sequester them, right? Look at it. And he said, behold, now, my lords, turn in, I pray you into your servant's house and tarry all night in my house and wash your feet and you shall rise early in in the morning. And go on your way. Hey, come on in. Let's shut the door. Let's feed you. And by the way, about five o'clock in the morning, as soon as the sun rise up, y'all better get on out of here. Did Lot know something? See, the Christian can become mal-conditioned, mal-adjusted to perversion. Mal-adjusted to it. And see, but now when another Christian comes, because these angels represent believers, don't they? So when the believer come and he's full of the Holy Ghost and, and the believer's coming on a mission oriented presence, now God is big. The lights are on. Wherever God shows up, the lights are on. Now, now the Christian that's been walking in all that darkness is fidgety and, and edgy. We want to get those Christians inside. Come on in. Because it's dark out there. You see how jacked up he is in his head? Do you see how jacked up he is in his head? 
because he's walking in the deception of weakness. I told you this on Friday. When fear grips you, you will become a coward. Didn't I tell y'all that? When fear grips you, you will become a coward. And what Lot is doing now is showing himself to be a coward. Why? These are servants of the Most High God. Do you know nothing is going to harm these men at all? But they're going to play out on Lot's diminished cowardice because they're there for Lot. Am I making some sense? There's just one more verse there. Let me move on. Notice what it says in verse three. It says, and he pressed upon them greatly. He pressed upon them greatly. And they turned into him and entered into his house. And he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round about old, young, everyone from everywhere. Lot knew that was going to happen. He knew that was going to happen. We'll come back to uh, next week and deal with Lot's failed attempt to intervene for them. But the angels intervened for him. Now, I want you to see what point number, sub point number two says. Not only does God come to us to confirm, and that's the presence of the truth and, and the witness of the word. When you get real Christians who are uh, prioritizing the cause of the gospel, you, when you're walking carnally and they're walking spiritually, there's going to be a conflict between you and that Christian. Does that make some sense? Like if you're walking in the anointing and you're walking maturely and your focus is clear and your Christian brother or sister is walking in the horizontal dimension, there's not going to be fellowship with you and them because their mind is corrupted by the subtlety of Satan to buy into priorities that don't square with God's will. How can two walk together except they be agreed? And see, when we're proud, we don't even want to negotiate the possibility that we're out of the way. And this is where Christians actually spend more time with worldlings than they do with true believers. Yes. Sub points B. God communicates his purpose, doesn't he? I love this. Look at verse 12 quickly. Look at verse 12. And the men said unto Lot, do you have anybody here besides son-in-laws and your sons and your daughters? Whatever you got in this city, bring them out of this place because we're getting ready to destroy this place. Now, that's clarity, isn't it? I told you Lot was walking around in a strong delusion. He had plans for years and God says it's over with today. So, you know, he wasn't walking in the light of God's word. He did not believe in the imminency of God's judgment because you and I are in a situation every day where God has a right to judge. God doesn't have to wait on anything. Does he? No. The only reason God is waiting is to bring his people into a place. A preparation for his coming. All right, let me continue so we can wrap this up. God calls us to mimic him. Do you see it? So when God gives us his purpose and, 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 it's, and it's struck lot, whoa, man, I was wrong. These brothers didn't come in and preach to me the eschatological reality that judgment day is going to happen in the moment. Let me get to preaching. See what he's doing now? 
And a lot of people do that when you teach eschatology around here. We know that for years. Eschatology will get people on the war path for telling people the world's going in, the world's going in, the world's going in. You can fill your churches up with folks that want to walk around teaching eschatology, especially when they have timelines. Am I making some sense? And so now Lot's going to go to all these family members. Please uh, pull up that text there so we can get through this. Only got one or two more points. It's saying over in verse 14, verse 14. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-laws, which married his daughters and said, get up, get up. Now he's telling them, arise, moving. When he should have arose, moved and went long time ago. For the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his son-in-laws. This is what I meant by sowing to the flesh. So he had them all these years. And now he's preaching straight gospel and the truth. And it's foreign to them because he's not consistent. Am I making some sense? When you're not consistent, why should anybody listen to you when you're not consistent? Particularly your family. A man is not honored in his own household already. Already a man is not honored in his own household. How much more so when you don't walk in the truth? So lot is fit to be tied. But the angels, when coming into the presence, should move us to act like them if we're children of God. And here it is. This is where I'm going to close. But God compels us to arrive, move and go. Would you agree with that? Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-laws, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get ye out of this place, for the Lord will destroy the city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters. See, now you guys understand. There were two daughters that were married. The two daughters that Lot was going to give in an incestuous relationship with these folks from Sodom were virgins. So now listen to it. And we'll come back and talk about again. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Lot's head is jacked up. We'll deal with that next week because of where we are in our culture. I'm going to be much more prophetic around Lot and Sodom all being a picture of the apostate church. It's a lot there that has to be seen. It says in verse 16, and while he what? Lingered. The men, that is the angels, laid hold upon his hand upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. See, this is why we say salvation is not by the works of our flesh. This is why we say, but for God's mercy in Christ. This is why we say God saved us. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by his mercy, by his mercy, by his mercy alone. And that mercy has enough power to grab you by the hand. This is a Now we're talking about touched by an angel, grab you by the hand and drag you out of your dark situation because he chose you in Christ to bring you out. And that's how every one of us have been and will be saved. God has to deliver us from ourselves. He has to deliver us from the world. He has to deliver us from the rotten delusions that we operate in. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that grace is more powerful than my sin. I'm so glad. 
I'm so glad that the grace of God is able to disregard because of the death of Christ, my absolute ignorance and rebellion against him. I'm so glad God is stronger than my sin. Grace greater than all my sin. Wonderful, merciful Savior. Wonderful, merciful Savior. Wonderful, merciful Savior. Lot chose the flesh, but God in Christ still chose Lot. This is a sinner's gospel. This is, a, this is the only way it makes sense. The only way it makes sense is that God is rescuing a man who does not deserve to be rescued. Amen. Well, you have been listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. If you have questions or comments about the program, maybe you would like to learn more about us here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Reach out to us by simply calling 510-886-9782, or you can visit our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Sunday services here at the church are 10.30 in the morning. Friday evening is our Friday evening Bible study at 6.30. And man, we've got friends of the ministry from all over the Bay Area who join us for this Friday night Bible study. It is an amazing time of God's Word and sweet fellowship in Christ. 6.30 in the evening Tuesdays, our prayer time and a short Bible study as well. These meetings, again, the directions and information of which you can find at our website, grace-bible.com, or by calling 510-886-9782. This program continues to air here on this radio station and on the World Wide Web because you partner with us financially and prayerfully. Thank you for your support. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And you can either give on a monthly basis or it's a one-time gift. It is all tax deductible. And again, the biggest part of your partnership with us is that we get to continue ministering the gospel of grace here in the Bay Area and all over the world. Consider that as you contact us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.